0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor. Buy and sell tickets in two taps on your phone, and everything is fully guaranteed. NBA fans, $30 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NBA tickets. All you have to do is use promo code NBApalooza. It expires on November 1st. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by TheRinger.com. That's where you can find my Friday column We call it my Friday column because I write it every Friday This week I wrote about 10 ways to make a pretty miserable NFL season at least so far A little more fun You can find that on TheRinger.com You can find a whole bunch of NBA coverage and Some really good tech coverage this week Oh yeah Stranger Things a lot going on there uh, This is our time man Baseball playoffs October We love October at The Ringer also, the rewatchables. We put up a new one yesterday about Face Off. We taped it live in front of in front of an audience at Largo. Me, Shea Sorano, Jason Concepcion, Chris Ryan, broke it down for over an hour. It crossed a couple lines. That's fine. Subscribe to the rewatchables wherever you get your podcast. Coming up, we're going to talk to Miles Teller. Who has two new movies out this month But uh, we had a wide-ranging talk about a whole bunch of movie stuff, stardom, everything It was good, it was a good deep-dive interview First, we're going to talk to, for the first time ever, BSMG president, Eric Weinberger Diehard Dodgers and New York Giants fan But first, Pearl Jam First time ever, Eric Weinberger. Ah, yeah. oh, man! President of BSMG. This is the best. This is the best. Two years. Yeah, just well, under two years. Yeah, but you you haven't wanted to come on, but now it's, it's like. Not
1: that I have wanted. I thought this morning was the proper invitation. I thought you you it was sincere. Thank you. It felt like you really wanted me on. I was wasn't just filling time. This is your time. This is the time of year.
0: Dodgers in the World Series. First time in 29 years. Unbelievable. Giant season.
1: In disarray,
0: you were the you, you. were such a big Eli Manning fan that yeah. you actually named your son Eli.
1: Eli, um, is it weird that I still think they might make the playoffs? <laughs> what he do you need nine and seven? I, I think seven and nine. <laughs> I, I don't think to, that, to win the NFC East to get a wild a, card. Did the Seahawks do that, or was it the Saints or the Seahawks did that? No, we had a seven and nine yeah. division champ. So I'm trying to think. So you're saying, so the
0: Eagles' offensive line completely falls apart. I and think they there's s- going to be a problem there. Dive.
1: I mean, Giants have, it's not an easy, it's not an easy way. I think it's the Rams. I, I just, I don't think they're going to. But, but but why would you want to? Why wouldn't, did, I said this to you in the office this week because and you got angry at me. I just don't believe in the NFL. The NFL draft is 50-50 no matter what. We got a, we got Beckham in the middle. True, you did get um, Beckham in the middle. I personally don't really want them to draft a quarterback. How long do you I want draft, Eli to play? No, I, I, I think two more years. So, so you don't want to replace him? I just him? don't know where that quarterback comes from. You know, I, I still feel like we've talked about it. I still feel like the top seven quarterbacks in the league. That's it. I said, I quoted
0: you. I paraphrased, quoted you in my comp today. I said, you were like, there's only 10
1: quarterbacks that know how to do this. 10, the, that's it. And your buddy Damashek agrees with me. Dave agrees. 10. There's only 10 men in the world. Yep. that can play the position. So why get rid of the one that can? With like can? four know, talk show hosts I, and 10 quarterbacks. I know that everyone, backs. half the people in New York and everyone thinks Eli really can't do it. Yeah. But he still does it. Doesn't miss a snap. Giants need O-line. Maybe they don't need a running back now. Darqua could be okay oh, with... <laughs> <Darkwa>. <laughs> I know, I know. 7 and 9. I'm hoping for 7 and 9 in a playoff run. So you An need a playoff run.
0: Washington has four offensive linemen out, out. this week and they could be Eagles headed the the way. I think Tate P, uh, Peters is, is Peters out. Peters is out. He's, he's gone out, for the year. So he's done for the year. Yeah. You know. Cowboys? Zeke hasn't been suspended yet. Cowboys who knows. keep going.
1: I'd still outcoach, you know, I I I'd still outcoach that team, I think. 7 I th- and 9. I think 7 and 9. I thought you would be so fired up for Chosen Rosen. You've been to like five Maccabi games. I I, I know. (laughs) I think, um, I think Darnold would be the pick. Okay. I think he'd be the pick. You're not even kind of on the
0: down low scouting these guys? I mean, you do have four kids.
1: No, I had a good conversation with a Trojan at, uh, at, at game two of the Dodger game. Yeah. And he, um, he just thinks. Donald is is not put in any position to succeed right now, and to really show what he can do. Right. Um, So if the Giants could end up with him, then they probably have to draft him. Or you end up with, but they're still going to get a couple wins, and they're going to end up with the fourth or fifth pick. Or and they won't have the quarterback there. Flip the pick. How often does that really happen? It happened with Wentz. I mean, it happened. It happened. With Eli. With Wentz
0: and Goff, um, Eli. It's happened like it, it, I think six times in the last the Giants 15 years. O
1: line, they're wasting a defense right now. They have a, I think they have a really good defense. Yeah. Um, they get Beckham back next year, and they they draft O line. I don't know. I'd love to hear. I mean Lombardi. They're not really. I guess under- you guys. They've they've gotten off the picking on the head coach thing. Wow, well, it's it's sad now. It is sad. This but is he, the worst. This is potentially the worst. Football giant season ever? I mean, it could be ever. A, it could be a one in fifteen season. Have you it, ever had the number one pick? Well, Eli. But you traded up was for it, right? A trade.
0: Yeah, you've never actually fallen
1: into the one pick that I can remember in no, my life. But the Niners will get the number one pick, right? I feel like the low point was Pasardic. Like the Giants in three weeks, I think they play at San Francisco. That's that could be the the game. That's like the Sam Donald game.
0: But you don't even care because the Dodgers are in the World Series. That's the
1: best. And I'm just so happy for Hershey. I'm so happy for everybody. That was the best Tuesday I went, night. You were there. That was the best.
0: I went to game two, but let's t- let's talk it out. I'm going to reveal something in the podcast. You're all my friends out there. Yeah. Took my son. We, we made a Made a big dad mistake. We got there too early. I was really worried about the traffic what getting time did you there. Get there. Got there at about two fifty. Yeah,
1: it's early. It's game wasn't
0: sure. starting till five oh nine. Yeah. We're both on our phones. <laughs> it makes
1: for a long day. We're both
0: on our. We watched BP. We yeah. walked around. We went to the shops. We, my son, put down a Super Dodger dog, which I I like more than the Dodger dog. You do like the shoe, I, I like, like the, regular, the Super. I like I the know. Dodger dog. It's very. It's a. It's a great conversation. I, know. I don't know what it is, but I, I just I like a, a little more. I had two there.
1: game one, two game two. You know what the so key with Dodger the Dodger dog, dog is the great mustard great must it's a great they really like it's they went, went all dog. out
0: on the mustard so we're by
1: so by by seven thirty. when did you run out of stuff to sort of talk about
0: no we just went on our phones i yeah, like, yeah, yeah. started doing work emails he's playing his video game yep. you know it was, it was like how they used to do in the 1920s exactly. but but uh he, he was starting to get a little tired so we got him the big giant souvenir cup of lemonade right in time for the for the first inning which yep. i thought was a great move Game was a little longer than I expected. I thought Verlander, I thought, I thought game would be flying. Nope. Um By the seventh inning, he's getting a little gamey. It's getting close to eight. Yep. He's got flag football the next day plus school. Big yep. flag football game. Started trying to, well, if we stay the whole time, might not be able to get out, might not get home till 1030. He's yes. not in bed till 11. He's going to suck in the flag football game. Neither of us care about either team. Yeah, We were just there for the game. So I figured when the Astros three one, they get one run in the eighth, and I'm like, Ben, if they if they tie the game, we're staying. If they don't tie the game, Kenley's got it. Like they he's the most lights out closer yeah. in years. He's got it. We, we we don't need to stay. we'll get out of here. Top of the eighth, three to two, we leave. And we miss like one of the great time. Yeah, so Southeast You're like the head headlights time. in the back
1: of the Kirk Gibson we, home we, run.
0: We were like, There's nobody there. We're just were listening down. in the car. You were probably home by Top. Of the Almost 10. home for Marwan Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah it took like seventeen I minutes. Isn't it the best? And uh and then it, there's just this home run barrage and we missed one it's of the like great games. It's like a
1: Mark Wahlberg kind of Boston thing. It, re- just, it really was. Just leaving early.
0: No, I want for
1: the record, I never ever in a million years would have left the Red Sox game.
0: If it was the Red Sox win the World Series,
1: never in a million years. because your texts, the, the text thread with Hershey's ended around the seventh. So I figure, you know, we know what's happened. My iPhone was running out of batteries. Uh, that was the, the other thing I was worried out of battery about. Battery thing, yeah.
0: Because I, I didn't know really how to get home with ways. I was worried about <laughs> that. Echo Park ends up <laughs> it, it being be an like, episode uh, of The
1: Shield. No, like the Kevin Client, like the
0: movie. Oh, great uh, Like Kennedy. where am I? Yeah. Uh, but I have a lot of regrets, and I'm really am
1: mad that my son at least wasn't there for the Kike Hernandez homework, because that was a great moment. Ninth, tenth, and eleventh for young people—it's a, it, it, it's a really memorable moment. Yeah. I've never—I've never, I've never really it. seen anything. I mean, the balls were just—they were just flying out of the park. Unbelievable. Um, the Astros are awesome. They're really good. Very resilient. And I still—I still don't know how I feel about even knowing Rich Hill was coming out after the fourth inning. Like I still. I'd I thought love in to the moment I thought the he was guys here About no, it was that was the script. They play Dave Roberts just plays the whole script. Fourth inning, he's out. He knows there's no. They have no gut moves. There's no. There's no thought that goes into it. There's no gut. It, it's it's all a script that's written out. So everyone's writing about you know should Rich Hill not face batters a third time? It's a tough one. He looked he looked great. I mean, um, he made Altuve look so bad he in did. those two at bats. For that alone, I would have had Just, him pitch the fifth. There I was know. no pinch hitter element to it at all, and that's what kept making the game go longer. Uh, it was it was a tough one. That team is really good. Uh, I don't know. I I think Darvish keeps it close. The Dodgers had two hits and they were winning three two. So it's not like they were hitting. Well, one they of got things, the lucky play with uh, the center fielder. Yeah, with with Taylor with it hitting him in the in the hat. Yeah, Puig. Dives for it just misses it still gets Almost a little lucky Almost seems like lucky, he had it bounces over the fence I'm I don't I don't know how Hershey I'm a little I'm now I'm a little worried
0: I genuinely thought Verlander was going to come close to pitching a perfect game It was pretty amazing He was just mowing them down hitting 95 Even when he had a walk I yeah. was like oh I'm disappointed I really wanted like 18 up 18 down cuz then if you can get to the 6th inning and he was like at the minimum. Then you go 789, all of a sudden you're in the 7th and then who knows. And he was very low
1: on pitches. And then Jack Peterson just cranked them. I will say to be at a game like that where the home team loses, I still think everyone had I mean everyone had such a good time. I stayed till the end. Uh did you get out? People were, got right out. People were bummed, but what I mean, it was so amazing what was going on. It was a softball game. It I was choked. amazing. I really, I choked as a parent. I, I got too scared by the traffic
0: coming in and coming out. And I don't think that, I think the traffic's a tiny bit overrated. It's a little overrated. Yeah. Because I think some people, especially the World Series, you stay getting after. getting in is harder Maybe. than getting out. The three o'clock. And after getting, getting there at the 250 o'clock.
1: though, man, it, it's a tough one. Cause by the time you left, it was nine 30. I mean, it, that's the thing. We were there for day. five and a half hours. A my my kids be, though, nine. Isn't it? isn't it a fun place to be? It was, you know, what was cool about but, it. Like where do you rank? Where do you put Dodger stadium oh, with Fenway? Second? Say, I would say dead even. Dead even. Yeah. yeah. I love Dodger stadium.
0: I, I'm slight edge to Fenway just cause that's my DNA, but I, I think they bring the same things to the table. And what's cool about it is having gone to world series games in both. It, the stadium feels exactly the same. It just feels like you have the little World Series banners, but are they, it just feels like another night at Dodger Stadium.
1: There's something amazing about Dodger Stadium and the game being at five. Like just watching the, the – And just then the watching the sunset. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I even Fenway's ama- – Fenway is amazing too. I'm surprised that you could do it dead even because I think. Well, I, I actually think Fenway. Obviously, better. I think I would
0: go Fenway, but I think I think the case can
1: be made for either Shoot. side. It's, it's awesome,
0: and the, and there's the same amount of history. It's I awesome. guess Fenway yeah. goes yeah. back Fenway longer. goes but, further back. No, but I mean, R- like the Ligley's
1: pretty good too. Dodger Stadium has it's and great. Kofa- they're all great. Kofax and, they're all great, and there's not that much. Like tonight's not fun, in in that park. No, it, it's that park's very gimmicky. So Dodgers got to get one and then just bring it back, and then it'll be fun. Six and seven would be awesome. One thing I Hershey loves when I talk about this, one thing I've always appreciated about the Dodgers that I never
0: realized until I moved out here is it is a team that has like these generations of fans and this real history. Yeah. And, you know, like when Vince Gulley came out a game two. So there was a
1: lot of talk around the office about that. It's very mixed. It was polarizing. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked it. I loved it. I would have gone Piazza instead of Steve Yeager, though. He'll never. Piazza. I don't think Piazza He'll never will ever come back. Wow. I mean, it's Steve Ye- Yeager added the local part to it. Did you think when he said he needed a lefty for a, minute, every, for a minute? Kofax was in Koufax, play? but I don't think Kofax does it. If Kofax comes out, if Kofax comes out, it's. I all, think that like the stadium thing. folds yeah. over. But Fernando, that was pretty solid. That's
0: the difference between. I think the Dodgers and the Yankees are the two teams that they can just trot out these dudes from the past. That have insane amounts of weight. The Red Sox, now that Ted Williams is dead, the Red Sox don't have anybody they can bring back from the 50s, 60s, 70s like that. You know, Yaz Yaz just isn't at that level of Koufax. Fred Lane's not. No, no. And then the Yankees have. But now if you bring back Pedro. Not, well, that's I mean, the thing. Right? So as the years go right, on, right, right, it'll right, be right. the Pedro More Ortiz, Manny. Gener-
1: yeah, that'll be the generation. Did you see Poppy walk off the field? That's one of my favorite things, too. So for games one and two, yeah. I was sitting in the left field, seeing the Fox guys come off the field. I was watching it, yeah. And seeing Poppy. They were sweating their asses off. But seeing Poppy come off and the reception he gets, wherever he goes, is just the greatest thing. Bakes, I mean, she did it all justice in her article. Yeah, it was great. But... Um, but watching them walk off the field, watching A-Rod walk off the field, pointing to the crowd, like, it's just really pretty funny stuff.
0: The uh, the umpire getting hit by the pickoff throw. Yeah, you like that play.
1: I, I mean, I like that well, play, cause, too. But that's
0: my Red Sox DNA, that, where if that had happened to the Red Sox during the 86-year curse, for lack of a better word, I would have thought we were going to lose the moment that right. play happened. I'm like, oh, my right. God. Oh, no. Um, Dodger fans aren't wired the same way, because you guys have had some Couple,
1: I mean, you what? 81. I just think it was such an awesome, awesome game with so many home runs. I, I don't think anyone was really dwelling on it. I, I'm amazed by what good spirits you're in. Well, I just it was a, it was. A
0: I fun, think this is terrifying. If it, I'm it a Dodgers fan, I'm terrified because even if the Astros win two or three, now you come back to for game six, and wouldn't that be Verlander? Or are they going to throw him in
1: five? So Verlander can't go five. He's got to go six, right? right? Keichel Keuchel and Kershaw go five and then seven. If In some part of seven, where they need him. I love Dave Roberts, but I thought he overmanaged game two. I just... I, it, I think when you're
0: she, just out of pitchers in the ninth inning, that's like there's the not question. A great
1: Stripling place to be. should have pitched to one more batter. Maro should have pitched to three. There's always the debate of the Kenleys. Mariano, those guys, do they really have to go two innings? Yeah. Kenley had the whole thing, though. He had it. Yeah, it was one that's why
0: I left. I've watched pitch. Kenley all year, it's over when he goes into the ninth of the lead. That's the thing, I'm no. not mad
1: at you for leaving. I mean,
0: it's a, you know, I'm mad at myself. Yeah, yeah I honestly, I'm being a little
1: too respectful about it.
0: I love the uh, you probably are. <laughs> yeah, I like my job. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, I love watching my son play flag football, and I didn't want to compromise it anyway. It really too- felt like an 11 o'clock come back like he was, was gonna curfew. screw him up he, he, yeah i really is a felt curfew like he's, an, at, he's a football player he's a professional athlete, athlete. Now. he had he a huge game next he's day he's big he game broke, against browerman big game against yes. browerman he broke a full field td yeah, yeah, like yeah. i feel
1: like it's because we left early it's amazing it's amazing well um, i love this i love doing this yeah this is great it's just know. nice to see the perspective what's distracting is when you know when Maori people walk just walk by
0: yeah and i got a little thrown off so last thing romo great Let's talk about Romo. You so just background for the listeners. You basically launched the NFL Network and did every kind of studio show slash product, produce show that they did. Game, you've event. done all of it. Yep. everything. You're in the doing the studio show on Thursday nights. All, all of it. Romo is bringing something to the table that I was hoping he would bring: um, a level of candor and being unafraid to criticize people. In in not like a mean-spirited way, but just like in a really questioning, curious way. Uh, sense of humor. He's brought out this whole personality of Nance that has kind of been dormant for 10 years. I think he's been phenomenal. What are, what are your thoughts? I think thoughts? he's been great.
1: I think the predicting the play has been this added element. So do you like it or would you tell him to tone it down? No, I, I, I do like it. And I think he has toned it down a little bit. I think the guys there have, have I think after the first two weeks. Basically like pick your spots. Yeah, it was getting a little too much and Yeah. You know, it's like watching a game with Marshall, Marshall Falk did the same thing watching a game with him. He predicted the play. Yeah. Um and I bet you Peyton can do that. And but not predicted in a know-it-all way. Just predicted in a like I see the way it's lined up. This is the way it's got to go. And I think that's where Tony and and Jim Nance have figured out what to do. Yeah. Um not like it's not outsmart the viewer and and um, tip things off. It's just what you see, um, he's learning how to articulate. He's been great, and he's a lot of fun. I didn't really see the end last night when the cat ran on the field. Was he funny when the cat ran I heard, on the field? I heard
0: the clip on the radio this morning. It yeah. was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, so that, it's that kind of fun stuff, too, that, you know, I feel like I feel like Gruden does it, too. You and I disagree, I think, a little bit on what Gruden does and Yeah. does I, do. I am so less excited about Gruden than you are. No, I, I, it's... I, I think there's I think the the top broadcast booths are at a good place right now. there's a little something for everybody but Romo's been a ama- I mean he's been amazing. I think Romo and Smoltz are
0: are way 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 up there. I wish there was an NBA version of it and there's just not Steve Kerr was probably the closest Kerr was great um but Smoltz is he's not funny like Romo is but I feel like when Grant really Hill trust has working with
1: Nance on the tournament. I, I think he tries to do it. I always thought Doug Collins did Doug Collins what Romo great. does. Yeah. But in a little bit more of a serious way. Like, yes. hey, I see this and you don't. And 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 but Doug can predict the play, especially like inbound plays at the end of the game, like he can really predict it. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, because it helps
0: you watch it. Doug, I spent a year with Doug. I mean, he's Amazing. He's so passionate about hoops. He he almost he can't turn it off even like when you're just hanging out in a conference room with him. He's just always like that. He just loves it. And I think Romo's like that, too. Romo just loves
1: football. He's, and he's giddy he about it. He loses he's from giddy him. Him. Yeah, you, it's you, genuine. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that are like that. Mayock was like that. Mayock didn't predict the play. He could have predicted probably every play. He did more on the back end. And then it got real cerebral in X and OE. And he he was amazing at it. But this is, this is fun. I wish I saw the cat thing. Tate, did you see the cat thing? It was good. <laughs> I wrote a, a little about Gruden
0: today. I think my issue with him is I think he wants to coach again, and I think he holds back and I don't think there's any other opinion other than that one if If he was one hundred percent sure he wasn't coaching again, I think he would announce differently.
1: I think he's living a good life and I think, he's too, I, think he is. I think he's too far removed at this point it to go be, back. You try to hire him once right yeah, yeah. we had him uh, right when he got fired, we had him do the we had him do the combine, the draft. we thought maybe he was going to be the Thursday night football uh voice then he got the job at Monday Night Football and it really was best for everybody. I mean it's best it was best for football getting him in the booth. Romo has has uh
0: discombobulated your theory, which is that when a guy retires, they need to get the reps, yeah. like go take your time, go do a bunch unbe- of hits all over it's the pretty place. It's pretty unbelievable it's like how free-
1: quickly and how hard CBS has worked to just get him going right away no you know no no nfl europe no c team d team whatever you call it um i know how hard they have had to have worked to get him to do what he's doing at the level he's doing it at yeah and you know so that's what's pretty the support system that he has is pretty amazing who do you think was the most talented guy who got rushed too soon who if they had taken their time he would have just been awesome i think tiki got rushed pretty fast um and I liked when he was in the booth two, a couple weeks ago with his Him brother. Him and his bro. I, I agree. I think that's one of the better teams. I think Tiki's circumstances, even at that was studio. Yeah. And he had to sit next to Collinsworth and Sterling Sharp. And those guys had been doing television for so long. And, and he was doing the Today Show. I just think he got rushed way too fast. He was going to be so good. Um, Is there an example of somebody who put in the reps
0: and took their time and then blossomed? I mean, Collinsworth wasn't thrown in there right away, right? i tell that you, in baseball, Harold? Yeah.
1: He, I mean, he was at ESPN in the late, you know, in the early 90s. Um, he's worked so hard. I, I mean, I catch him now after games on MLB Network. He's amazing. I think the booth was maybe a little bit of a stretch. Booth wasn't that great, yeah. That was a tough one. It's really tough being in the booth. It's just really tough. It's so quick. Um, it's really hard to do. The best guys have sort of a mix of humor you Know the humility that comes with it, like Madden, yeah. Um, that it, it that makes it an easier transition if you're too serious, it's, it's hard to do. Um, they've never really figured out baseball teams in the booth, where, where especially with a national
0: broadcast, what the mentality is. I mean, of Joe it. Is it supposed to be Joe and Smalls is
1: pretty amazing. Well, that's the thing. It's really pretty, man. Joan it's, McCarver was amazing. Was I think amazing. Joe and
0: Smoltz is really the first time I can remember liking a national team.
1: I liked when, when Ron and, uh, and Ripken were doing it on TBS together. I actually thought Ron Darling still, he, he did a great job alone. I liked when the two of them did it together I didn't mind Ron year. Darling. I, uh, I like Burkhart. I've never heard him with the right partner. I just like Burkhart in general. I think he's really good. He's amazing. And the fact that he can bounce from the booth to the studio yeah. is pretty strong.
0: It's tough though. You're doing three hours. You can't you can't be like mystery science theater. You can't you gotta use the advanced metrics, but you can't do it in a way that
1: would antagonize people like my dad. Right. I,
0: it's kind of a thankless job. I, I've never really understood what the sideline reporter is. You're there right for. about your
1: dad. Like my dad I was I was at the game with my dad who's been a Dodger fan since Brooklyn. He didn't understand the whole four inning thing. The Rich Hill thing. He just yeah. didn't understand it. I still don't completely understand it. I don't understand it. And and the other guy that we were with, he was saying before the game even started, Rich Hill is pitching four innings. That's it. No matter how many pitches, he's pitching four innings. And that's what the pregame radio shows were saying. He's pitching four. And that's the script they went with. It seemed really smart when they went up three to one. <laughs> three to one on two hits. <laughs> it's a good series. It's a great Dodger team. It's a really fun team. Turner's, admit,
0: Turner's It's a great players. atmosphere. It's great. It's great. I think Sal and I were together. talking on Tuesday. We ended up betting the Astros for game two. But we, we so you really bet the series
1: and each game. Didn't bet the series. Why
0: don't you we're do gonna that? bet the because I didn't know who's gonna win. I really kind of wanted to see what would happen in game one. And then we started thinking about the sweep heading into game two, and the odds were terrible. They were like five to one. So then we just went, we were like, ah, oh, let's ride Vermont. You always It'd do, do things fun. together, the two of you? We like to. Yeah. Yeah, we it's like just to just like fun. Because- but here's where it gets great. We parlayed the Astros with the Dolphins plus three and a half, which was over. And then we had our usual round of texts about whether we should hedge or not and take the Ravens. Sal's like, no, no, we're good. We're good. And and the Dolphins get shut out. So that was it. So we ended up losing. This is why I'm bad at gambling. But uh, yeah, if I had to bet on it right now, I would bet on the Dodgers still. Okay. And the odds are probably even. But I, I wouldn't bet on it, though, because I think the Astros just... They have too many dudes, man. These guys come up and it's like, Two, oh, three, that guy's four. scary. Oh, that guy's scary. Uh oh. Two, even three, four. Even I was telling you about Gonzalez. I was always scared of him against the Red Sox, and Two, I know, it's the stats don't even back it up. But I think he's
1: he's clutch sometimes with the team they put together. Two, uh, even Springer hitting that home run. Springer he, went. Springer went to Avon Old Farms. Like, there's no reason that guy should be leading off a, a World <laughs> Series. <team>. <laughs> um, and then Bregman, Jewish baseball player Bregman's from Albuquerque. Good. Bregman's Jewish. Yes. Oh yeah, where does he put? Where does he he's go ta- in the rankings? Ta- ta- talked about it every every event. Where does he go in the rankings? Don't right know yet. But he's he is an amazing baseball player.
0: Is he the best Jewish baseball
1: player right now? Right now, yeah. I even the know. Sean Green did he win the Sean Green <laughs> Award? The Sandy Koufax Award.
0: <laughs> the Koufax. No, uh, Koufax needs a, a even bigger award. And
1: then Altuve and Correa are incredible. That's like, like, Altuve so good out. when when he has a bad at bat It's yeah. like shocking. It's almost like he has it on purpose to like mess with the ump or set the tone with the ump. Yeah. It, it's really interesting what he does. Yeah. But it's going to be fun. I'm hearing a rap in my ear. I feel like this has gone on too long. Yeah, this is, we're done. What do you do in Halloween though is my last question.
0: Halloween. You have
1: four children. Four children. You're including but two on tri- Halloween it's really three of four. Jack doesn't. Right. Jack won't trick or treat. Teenager. He'll be at but you party. have three
0: kids that love Halloween. Love it. And we and, live in a neighborhood that people love Halloween. They love Halloween. Dodgers game six
1: is on Halloween in case you didn't know. Yeah. it's. uh it's going to be a tough one, but uh, are you going to go? I have to sit outside. They like sitting outside and greeting everyone. So you can't go to the like Di- you can't treat.
0: go to Dodger Stadium.
1: We haven't ruled that out yet. That's not ruled out. What are the I Vegas sides? That yet. What are the Vegas sides? I don't even know what. Who's I Who's favorite?
0: That it, is the house favorite over Dodger Stadium. My
1: dad flies back out for game six. He had such a good time. He had such a good time. Um, there was a fist fight next to him. He loved it. <laughs> um, and I actually sort of enjoyed it cause I was sort of in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, just breaking it up. I was at the opposite end of the, you know, did you see the you video now with were- the guy who jumped into the bullpen? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Why did he do that? I have no idea, but someone got it, but he jumped in. It feels like it should be harder to jump into the bullpen than that. It's pretty easy. Yeah. He just climbed in and jumped in. Um, I think I'm not going on Halloween. I think I have to be. You have four kids. You can't ditch them. Halloween is the, really the kid it. holiday. I love Halloween. I, love Halloween too. I really love it. <laughs> I can't wait a minute.
0: Last question. Yes. Bigger, biggest character you ever worked with: Warren Sapp or Mallory Rubin?
1: Very different. <laughs> um, Mallory is is the most you know. In her knowledge of different areas, I mean, she is- uh, She's like a savant. Yes. To go thrones to football- To college football, to college baseball. Football, the baseball to college football, to baseball. To whip. But I will tell you, Warren knew everything about football. Um, he would know every movie. I mean, he, he's pretty up to speed on everything that's going on. But yeah, Mallory's the- Mallory's number 1. Wow, that's big. Big it win big. for the It's ring ring. really big for Mallory. This was fun. You'll do this, this again. This was really fun. I've loved I'd like to do it with how. Like I'd like to see how House does it. Okay. I've never really observed how the non, you know, the 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 FOBs, the friends of Bill. I I've I have okay. maybe maybe I start diving House, into House. I hope it. I didn't uh ruin your, you know, this is like I'm I'm keeping it warm for House. Eric Weinberger, thank you. Thank
0: you. Quick break to talk about Simply Safe. Nothing is more essential than protecting your home. Getting traditional home security can be a punishing an expensive task. Ask anyone locked into a long-term security contract. They're on the hook for three years, paying 45 55 a month. No way to cancel. Don't be in that group. Rest easy knowing your home and family are protected with Simply Safe. A fully equipped home security system. They protect every door and window in your house. Motion sensors, entry sensors, a completely wireless system. You can set up your, yourself without drilling holes. Professional alarm monitoring around the clock. Ready to send the police right your way. If anything happens, for fifteen bucks a month, you can be sure your home and your things are protected. Go to simplysafe.com slash BS and get a special 10% discount when you order today. That is Simply Safe with two eyes. Or if you want the security system right away, just visit your local Best Buy. We all have a local Best Buy. You can get it there too. You'll have your home protected by the end of the day today. Stay safe, my friends. All right. Here it is. We taped it last week. Miles Teller. Taping this on a Friday. Miles Teller is here. Yeah. He's got two major studio movies coming out a week mm.
2: apart. Yeah. Is that in, that's, can't be intentional, right? No, I mean... Yeah, it's it's not ideal for me, but you know, I think Universal had the date October twenty seventh, and then yeah, Sony Sony put it October twentieth. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Like, do you feel like like you have like two kids? Like, it's like having twins.
2: Uh, I don't you know. Don't From what kids. I hear about having kids, I, I think that <laughs> I think it's nothing. It's nothing like that because I'm sleep. I'm sleeping all right, despite. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Opening weekend, I was saying is like my least, just my least favorite part because they show you tracking numbers and all these things, and it's like, man, I, I you just you hate that. It's like you make the movie and then all these people mess with it and they market a certain way. And sometimes not on these, but sometimes you're looking at the marketing, like that's not our movie. Yeah. I, I feel like that was kind of the case for, uh, for bleed for this where I'm watching all these spots. I'm like, they're really pumping this. Like it's this high adrenaline, like, um, you know, boxing, you know, sports almost like a creed. And it's like, do we, you know, we made that movie for less than $5 million. It was like basically the fighter. I think it was similar, you know, similar in tone that's interesting
0: yeah once you're done on the set it's basically it goes out into the world and you're kind of helpless you can do some interviews for it but that's it
2: yeah I mean I'll like I'll, I'll come into a podcast yeah you know cause like, that's fun for me yeah like yeah. this one
0: um, so only the only the brave, brave comes out I guess we're taping this on Friday so today cool but all over the world and then yeah. next week thank you for your service yeah October 27th that's right which, which go is, see it Go that's see the him. one. Go see him. That's the one you really had to. Did you like how much like physical stuff? What was the preparation for that?
2: Yeah, it was funny. We did uh, actually for both movies. We had a we had a boot camp, and for Thank You for Your Service, I was I was trying to. I mean, I was getting in, in pretty good shape. You know, um, I felt like whatever I had retained from from playing Vinny Paz, uh, you know, came came in handy. But look, those oh, guys, yeah. those guys, it's just. I mean, for that, it was as much mental training as it was physical. They ran us through a boot camp with, you know, highly decorated special forces guys at uh, Master Chief in the in the Navy SEALs. And it was like, you know, that scared straight show yeah. back in the day where all these Hollywood kids come in and you'll know what to expect. And I'm like, oh, what's remind??" And they're like, get on the floor, get on the ground. And, they're, and then they're like, uh, yeah, you know, give us your cell phones. <laughs> this is the Hollywood version. They're like, no talking to your agents, your yeah. publicists. You're in my world now. Stay off Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, no. Oh, I got Snapchat. Give me
0: your Instagram login.
2: (laughs) All your followers are done. (laughs) Delete your account. All right, too far. You can keep your account.
0: How do you pick what movies you're going to be in? Do you have like a big picture career plan or is it just movie by movie? Because you've hit some of the staples. Like you made your box movie already. This is... The kind of soldier slash war movie, they, yeah. all these like young actor things, you're kind of hitting, but I don't know if it's intentional.
2: No, I th- I think you know when it, maybe when I first started out, I, I kind of had a bit of. A bit of a, you know, a scheme to the whole thing or a, uh, a plan. I just remember seeing like Shia LaBeouf. He was, you know, pretty close in age to me and he was doing some projects. And I was like, oh, I need to get my, you know, I want to do my guide to recognizing your sta- saints and then, uh yeah. you know, disturb you. And then, you know, someone like Spielberg's going to see me and then I'll I'll touch on the big, big box office studio thing. And that's just not how it really, really goes. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've been able to maintain a footing in like the independent film world as well yeah. as, you know, studio fair and doing comedies and some other things. And I think for me, the only plan I have is to hopefully not, not repeat myself and to, uh, be versatile. You know, that was just always something I wanted to, to do. You know, I, I felt like I was an actor and, you know, I'm an actor, so I should be able to do comedy and I should be able to do drama and don't get pigeonholed too early. I know. I noticed that was something that was easy to do. Like, to yeah. start doing comedies. People just want you to do the same thing, and so that was really that's really the only intention I have. When you and, say people, what kind of people? Agents uh, or studio? Execs? The suits, man. Suits? The suits, and also just uh, audiences, right? I yeah. mean, for an actor, like your your career is you're in charge of it to a certain to a, uh, a limited extent when you when you first start out, and then hopefully as you kind of build a resume, then you're able to kind of steer it a little bit.
0: Yeah. So Whiplash, you luck out because you hit this director who yeah. is about to become this comet. And it's such a cool movie. Yeah. I, I was blown away by that movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but it seems like you knew it early. No, I mean, honestly, and I, it's like, so what, I, I think it was like filming, filming Divergent in the year before I just, I'd done four films in the, in the previous like calendar year. And up to that point, it was like five in like 15 months or something. It's kind of, you know, whatever, a little, little burnout. And yeah, then I got the, I got the script for it and I was like, man, this is going to be a lot. But, yeah, look, I mean, the director, Damien, he hadn't really directed any anything before that. He had uh, a guy and girl on, the, uh, on a park bench, I think was the name of it. But, yeah, this was the first thing, and, and we... Were you guys the same age, basically? Uh, he's a little older than I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but we... You know, that's, that's the other thing I'll say is like, you don't know when you're filming a movie. Um, So for me, it's like, I sign up for a movie because I want that experience, you know, yeah. whatever it is, like I'm, I'm into it and I want that, I want to go through that for those couple months. But with whiplash, yeah, I mean, we filmed it for 19 days and I remember the first scene that we did 19 days, 19 days, like two and a half million oh bucks. Yeah. So we were flying just for perspective. Thank you for your service. Like 42 days. Yeah. Only the brave was probably, you know, mid fifties or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, 19 days. And if you were to tell me while we were filming it that this movie would get nominated for Best Picture and J.K. was going to win the Oscar for it, I honestly had no idea because we were just moving so fast. And I think Clooney has a quote about it. Like you can't you can make a bad movie out of a good script. You can't make a good movie out of a bad script. And I knew that the potential for Whiplash just reading, I knew the stakes were were up there. And yeah. it's rare to get a movie that is... That. Like, a lot of movies, you can read the script, you say, even if we do the best version of this, it's like a, you know, on a whatever scale, it's like a six. Yeah. You know, we can do the best version of this. It'll make some people laugh, but we're not really, you know, moving the needle. And so that one, I just knew that we had the potential of it, and then it was a matter of, you know, if we if we filmed it. You had the drumming skills, right? Yeah, I, pl- I mean...
0: Dude, I mean, like, enough to fake it.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, because, you know, the movie worked, but I it's like I played drums in some you know Florida garage rock bands Florida is known for their like very shitty version of rock <laughs> you know i you know we were i mean we covered some metallic but it, we were also covering like a creed song and you know I think we first started out just playing just playing you know bullshit or whatever but also jazz like jazz is percussion uh it's the highest form of percussion you know it really yeah. is and the skill set required even just holding the stick is completely different i never used my left hand like that yeah and i had i think two weeks to go from a like i could sit in on a bob Seger cover band you know it's like i could sit in on a on a bar kind of rock band and stuff but no that was uh i was very nervous about that because the whole movie kind of hinged on me being able to sell it. We didn't have we had a drum double that just I think there's like one or two shots of his hands. But other than that I have to be close enough to match. That's one of
0: my favorite stupid Hollywood subjects is actors who had to quickly learn some really hard skill. Yeah. Youngblood with Rob Lowe. Yeah. A eighties sports movie. I didn't see it but I I wouldn't call it a classic. Wouldn't call it a classic hockey movie. Okay. He had to learn oh, you're how, quoting
2: it 30 40 years later, well, so maybe it is a classic. There's only like know? five hockey movies. Any, <laughs> oh, okay. Anyone who likes
0: hockey movies, there's five. I so I, they they taught him how to skate before the movie, uh huh. And he's playing like this Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby type of you know hockey forward, yeah. but he didn't know how to skate like I don't know a month before they started the movie. But it's actually, he they fake it, but passable. It's passable, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Swayze
0: was the one. I mean, oh, Swayze, nice. I might then. have to see this oh, movie, he, man. Yeah, young but solid.
2: As Bill hands me I think that it's a VHS best. copy as I leave
0: the room. <laughs> it's the best junior hockey movie ever made. Cool. Yeah. They I love when they have to learn stuff though.
2: What else did you well, you never had another movie where you had to like learn a skill, right? I think a, like lo- yeah, boxing. a lot of it boxing. That was something that and that's just how it goes. You're like, you're usually um you know, at any given time, it's like you're about to film a movie. So you're in like pre-production on a movie and then you have, um, you know, a movie that you're, you know, that you're promoting and then, you know, you're, you're in a couple places at once. And for yeah. bleed for this, I remember, remember getting the call that like, and I only had, I think I only had five weeks or something after I finished a movie before I was going to be in, um, in, uh, in, in Rhode Island to film Vinny's story. And I remember getting a call saying, well, you have to, we... It's, it was like just a couple of weeks before two, three weeks before and, and I always I already felt very vulnerable in this boxing thing. Yeah. I only had five weeks and uh I had to go to London and I had to it was like whiplash and we we're at the like BFI London Film Festival in Deauville in France and all these things. And yeah, you start getting pretty uh, you start feeling pretty nervous late on the prep. But you get you gotta do it.
0: I saw bleed for this, um I didn't say it till it got to the on demand cable part of it. Sure. One, which I think Probably is most people now just with I most know movies. man people I know. just wait.
2: We have nice TVs now. I know, kind of wait. How many movies do you think you've seen the theaters a year? Not many. Yeah, not four. Many. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I it would have
0: to be the theater would almost have to add to the experience for me at this point. But right. I'm also I'm older. I have kids. Like you know, when I was younger, I went to the movies all the time. Yeah, same. I was like, so. Are
2: guy's not taking girls on dates. I don't think so. The so. movies, it's Netflix and chill. You just like come over and... I mean, it's not a bad move. Well, yeah, You know, it's, it's like, I got a big TV. It becomes a home, becomes a home a game, now. yeah. Because it was like... I remember my boy in college, like he like he still has his DVD tower. And he honestly, he's used, He's like 32 and he's using it as like a decoration or something. I'm like, dude, there's nothing cool about having a DVD yeah, tower seriously. that's full of DVDs.
0: I remember that know? started to change when DVDs kind of made a run in 96, 97. Oh, I wasn't married yet. I was dating. And that you could feel the power of bring somebody over, we'll rent a DVD, we'll get get takeout. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have, versus like actually being out in the in the universe. But yeah, I feel like horror movies are still fun to see in the theater. Horror and movies. Big movies and, like the movie, this, both of the movies you just made, uh-huh. I think are movies, I would want to see in a theater.
2: Well, that's good. That's cool. I hope, I hope, uh, you know, America agrees with your taste and like and American sniper was a theater movie. America. Yeah. And American sniper did, I mean, freaking, I think like... It was like $400 million. Yeah, I think worldwide did like $700 million or something. And we have the writer from that. Uh, He wrote and directed our film. But yeah, and also I think, you know, movies is one of the... Because you have... You know, directors really pulling from both sides. You have certain directors saying, like, look, this is the way it's going. Have a movie come out in theaters and then have people pay a premium uh, for it to come on their TVs earlier. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, like, three weeks or six weeks they're talking about, it, you pay 50 bucks for it. You invite people over and you see it. But it's also, I mean, so much weird shit is happening in the world all the time. I think people are nervous. Um,
0: yeah, about going Just that out. public, like, yeah. kind of
2: collective experience people are a little are shy from and and, like... Well, people also you know, I behave badly
0: in movie theaters too. I mean, they're on their phone. The lights are always on. I'm yeah. always like aggravated half the time.
2: And they're trying. And they're trying to. Do you get aggravated?
0: I do. Or? I'm just like I, no. We watch You were really like yeah. It's, I get this bright light coming out of the right
2: corner of my eye when I'm trying yeah. to watch this pivotal scene. It's annoying. Yeah. People I, behave badly. Well, and I think, and I do. I mean, I think like. People need to, you know, uh, they need to pump some more m- movie into theaters. It's like, do I want to see a movie at the Arc Light? Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, we're yeah. in Hollywood, where Arc Light's just a very nice movie theater. But it's like, yeah, but then do I want to see it at this other one kind of right down the street from me that's kind of, you know, a little rundown? N- no, I think then you're right. It's like, I'd rather just kind of watch it at, m- uh, at my house. But
0: I've seen more than four now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Baby Driver, I had to see in the theater. Uh huh. Fast Eight. Okay. Um, John, Wick like John Wick Two. John Wick 2. I like action. I like yeah. the action movies. I, I think there has to be a reason. But like, all right, so that awkward moment. You uh-huh. made. Michael B. Jordan, who's the third person? Yeah. Zach Michael B. A-
2: deli is what we were calling him in New York because that kid can go to a deli and come out with like something way off the menu that just tastes delicious. Like, here's a bagel with cream cheese <laughs> and jelly B. with deli. bacon. <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Deli. Who's the third B. person then? Huh? Who's the third person uh, then? Zach. Zach Efron. So, that movie didn't
0: do well in the theater, and yet, I would say, at some point, everybody saw it. Sure.
2: Right? Uh, uh, Yeah. um Yeah. why are you I making get, a face? No, I'm just saying. I, Do you I don't not like get, this
0: movie? No, my no, wife likes this movie. No, my I, wife's gonna
2: get mad if you I, don't like this movie. I love that movie. Um, you know that experience. Like I said, that's what you take away from it. And it's not like you know if a movie does really well at the box office, it doesn't change. I don't then reflect on the experience and kind of change the experience. So, um, but yeah, look, I mean, and then even something like War Dogs, you know, I was like, oh, Todd Phillips, Jonah Hill, this movie's gonna. Crush and it's about gun runners and all that stuff, and then uh, yeah, and then that one kind of underperformed. And you know, I don't know, you can't get, a, can't get a handle on it, but yeah, it does seem like people, you know, people will see it. Um, but but it does, you know, you're like, I sign on for a movie because I believe in it, so you know, you want to champion in, cheer it on, and sometimes when it doesn't kind of do its thing. But yeah, I get a lot of awkward moment from people on the on the streets. So I I, I feel like people. I have know seen a lot it. of
0: women who like that movie. Oh, cool. who will defend it?
2: Cool. It's kind of weird so that we a, movie, we a movie kind of made it for dudes. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs>
0: well, they came over,
2: it somehow became in that rom com world. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's rom-coms, weird that. Hopefully, those come back. Back in the day, you know, it's like Chevy Chase and Steve Martin and oh, Billy yeah. Crystal. And these, it was like romantic comedies had everything. You had the romance, you had the drama, you had the comedy. And to me, that formula works. Um, I think they ran out of ways to make the
0: same rom-com over and over again. Uh-huh. We have some rom-com excess people in The Ringer. And the glory years were the 90s. You know, where you had, like, C-Zuck. coming off of When Harry Met Sally, just this whole decade of all these type of movies. But it was almost always this career-obsessed woman who can't find time for love. And she's a little crazy, but right. you're kind of buying in. And That's then, my tootsie. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but... uh I think they did every version of it. I don't know what's left now. You have to do almost the 2017 version of it, which has to go a whole other level, and I don't know how that happens. Plus, everybody just watches. I mean, Devil Wears Prada came out like 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. That one's kind of the last gigantic, yeah, rom com. Even though it's more of a rom com, it's actually a good movie. But yeah, it's got the elements. You know, yeah. I'm
2: trying to think. I think, uh, yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. Was one that, was that came out one. not that long ago that yeah. that did well, but it's it's all writing, right? And I feel like sounds like you want a rom com, huh? Sounds like you're ready. You're throwing would, your hat. In the I ring. Would do one. It's just you know, my hat's in all. I'm trying to keep a hat in every ring, just so I'm like, you know, I'm in the game. What's uh, spitbot. So you haven't made a you haven't made a
0: Philly native movie yet, right? Have you made a movie in Philly? No, not um That's where no, you're from originally. Hopefully Pennsylvania. they remake
2: the garbage kicking or garbage picking field goal kick in Philadelphia Eagle phenomenon with Tony Danza. Do you remember that? Of course. Oh dude. But yeah, no, Boston's it's in Big You know that everyone you know, all the movies right now. It used to be New York. It was all New York, New York, and now it's just like everything's in, in Boston. For TV, at Chicago. For movies, it's Boston. Yeah. I don't know what Philly, Florida. did. Florida. I don't know what Philly did. Florida people <laughs> just Florida, stay over. Florida on them. the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're covering uh, the news <laughs> for everyone. Enough happens in Florida. Other states don't even need a jail.
0: But the, there's two types of Florida movies. There's like the the movie that takes advantage of Miami, like Bad Boys or Pain right. and Gain. Those where yeah. or War Dogs so, even. Yeah, we
2: filmed yeah. there.
0: South Beach becomes like a character, right? And then there's like those sweaty Florida Keys type movies, right. like that Denzel movie when he's. The sheriff having the I forget what that one's called one of those Denzel movies, mm-hmm. but or like Wild Things with Nev Campbell and Matt Dillon, the Keys it's sweaty. Yeah, you're just kind of out there. I, I that's one of, of the
2: I grew up in. Yeah, yeah, you
0: grew up in the Keys.
2: Uh, not in the Keys. No, I grew up in Central Florida, but just that kind of you know people are just almost too comfortable in their own skin. You go to Walmart after midnight and you're seeing some you know. Some specimens, for sure.
0: So, do you think the Florida jokes are completely deserved, or 100%. could we go further? One hundred percent, you can you, you can go further. Corolla always used to play this game, Florida or Germany. Yeah, that yeah. became like a staple in his radio show. Yeah, that started when we worked together at a Kimmel show. He would just grab these stories, and we would have to guess which one, and we could never. You know, it was almost impossible. Yeah, Florida seems like it's getting weirder too. Somehow,
2: you know, it's uh, global warming, man. Is
0: that what it is? I think
2: it's just global warming. <laughs> As it heats up, you know, the sweat starts coming in, and people start getting a little, you know, radioactive. <laughs> How many years did you live there? Uh, I moved there from South Jersey when I was 12, and then I did middle school and high school there. So I was there, uh, yeah, seven. I think it was seven years, six six through 12.
0: But you're a Philly sports fan.
2: Yeah, I was born in the Northeast, kind of. I was born outside of, uh, outside of Philly, and then kind of bounced around. And then South Jersey, I was an hour and a half to the vet. You know, my dad's entire family's from Eastern PA. My mom's from South Jersey, and that's just all all Philly.
0: So you're self-loathing sports fan, basically?
2: I'm all right. I you're mean, right? No, I mean, we're self All my Philly
0: fans are self-loathing.
2: Yeah, and I think Philly fans actually... At at, certain, at a certain point, they're almost like imitating them, them themselves. You know, it's like Philly, when you go in the Northeast, look, you can like you meet a girl at the bar and she could tell you five relief pitchers. You know, everyone's yeah. just kind of in touch with what's going on, even if your team, you know, isn't playing well. But the whole and the whole booing thing, I'm like, dude, if you don't I don't know a single stadium that doesn't boo their team when True. they're like underperformed or they make a mental error or something like that, like they're going to boo. But Philly fans have kind of. It's like that's the I don't know they're wearing it with a little too much pride and certain times I'm like you know stop freaking booing like yeah they just kind of go a little overboard with it but when the Phillies won the World Series 2008 I'll dude I'll take that yeah like it had been a long time and the Phillies and now they're back it's like they made the run with Ryan Howard and Utley and Rollins all stuff and now they're kind of you know back through the farm system thing and now the Eagles man Eagles are five and one you got a real quarterback finally dude. That guy's excellent. All my boys. I hope with- we're not
0: jinxing him because this isn't coming out till after Sunday's, <laughs> yeah. Monday's, Sunday night's game. But I, th-
2: I think I-, I think we're pretty good. You know, the Panthers in in uh, North Carolina, were good. We're a good test, and you know, I know, we have a defense, and so like having a defense again is is great. Have you met Wentz? No, I like every one of his tweets. Yeah, just to be like like a little girl, I'm like hey man, you know, <laughs> notice me no matter what he's probably like 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 heart <laughs> friggin thumbs up. I keep doing it, Lena. Uh I know I, I I chat with Zach Ertz uh, a little bit. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean they're 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 I, young I'm, guys. I am
0: all the way in on Wentz because I judge my quarterbacks not 100%, Hair-cully. but at least 40% no, by uh by how they perform in the NFL films when they're taped on the sidelines, how they interact with their oh, teammates. Okay. And his teammates love him and yeah. he's like a leader and he's like a good dude yeah. and you can just kind of tell. And during the off season, he brought uh, I think all the receivers to and everybody in North Dakota, yeah, yeah. and they kind of hung out and had a hang. Like, yeah, that's what I want from my quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That's I think feel like that's like sixty percent of that position is just being a leader, bringing everybody in, looking out for people.
2: And well, what's, he, what's he clearly MO. has that.
0: How? Uh, Which one? Brady. Well, he became too famous. Yeah. Now, I feel I, like now I think kinda... he's this revered figure that he's like almost he's. Ascended above his teammates. Tommy know? touched on and he, yeah. and he he is. He's the yeah.
2: he's the greatest. But for last decade, Volkan. that's what he
0: was like. He was like the dude. He went out with the offensive lineman yeah. and he took I love care of fired up he gets, oh, man. Still does. His whole life revolves that. around I mean, I'm sure there's actors like this too, but all he wants to do is play in football games. Yeah. Every decision he makes is based on I'm I have to play seventeen games and three or four playoff games. So every everything I eat when I go to bed. Oh, I know. His, his side is
2: kind of out in the world at this point And it's like, I know. yeah, my wife bought, I get it. They sent me the book and my wife
0: bought, uh, like the electrolytes, which I was really embarrassed by. Yeah. Cause I didn't want that's the there. hangover cure. Well, I, I think the mailman might think I ordered them, but I didn't. Right. I didn't. I don't know. You don't like feeling much. the judgment from your mailman. I don't want that. I don't I want to be it. judged
2: by the mailman. I get it. I don't want that either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it means that? Uh, Philly sports though. Yeah pats played them in the super bowl yeah the third time though that they won with brady yeah and it was in jacksonville which was awful yeah it was like as much of a train wreck as i said it was gonna be yeah (laughs) right um the eagles fans because the pats had made it the other two times so they they didn't travel the same way they did the other two times and the philly hadn't made it i can't remember how long so they're all there and it was like 75 to 80 percent eagles fans yeah and by the Start of the second quarter, they were just pissed off. And it was the one of the weirdest sporting
2: events I've ever been to. Yeah. Just angry, bitter...
0: I knew it. I fucking knew it. Like yeah, I wouldn't have, I don't know. I wouldn't have went down
2: there for that. I don't I don't know what the, the line on the game was. Probably two touchdowns or something. I don't remember. No, but it, was, it closer. was lower. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just remember because the T.O. thing is like, is T.O. going to play? And, look, and he I was awesome McNabb. in that Eagles game. Have been, and that's the thing about being an Eagle fan. It's like when we had Andy Reid, we averaged like, yeah. I don't know, 10 and a half wins or something a season. Like, yeah. we're great. And then you got, you know, but it's like, yeah, we've never won never won a, a Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's kinda hard to believe. It's tough. Yeah. Hey, this And then you the... got the Giants who limp in with a wild card <laughs> twice and Eli Manning who regular season numbers is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's just not. Yeah. He's always right there in the middle and then they just kind of limp in and defense plays out of their mind and Eli plays out of his mind.
0: So the three Philly movies, Invincible I remember, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg but that yeah. had the Elizabeth Banks as the Philly waitress. That was good.
2: Uh-huh. She was just, just that kind of tapped Philly in a wa- bit. Dude, and Philly, it's like, because even I have a bit of a, like a, once I get up in the Northeast, I'll start getting it back. It's just a terrible accent. There's nothing, like I yeah. say, like phone, home. Oh, oh you, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? He, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go down the pier. Big fan with Patton Oswald? Uh Is he a Philly guy? Okay. Um, Eagles one. I like. That
0: was a super duper indie. What? Like, that was like very low under the radar. It was good, though. What was it called? Big fan? Big fan.
2: Uh, I, I think I saw it, but I don't. Was like, I'm going to say it was like remember. seven years ago. And yeah. the other one sure. was
0: Silver Lanings Playbook, I guess. Silver Linings Playbook. Which I had some gambling issues with. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I really. That was a movie where they needed a gambling consultant to be like, no nah, actually, if De Niro's going to. Yeah, that, it's like, how oh, many. Shit, this what, this is
2: today Saturday? Oh, uh, no, it's Friday. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I I did well bet in baseball. Football's like football I, this I, I freaking fall in love with the teasers, man. Yeah, oh, me and too. I, I just, got killed like, this year. You go heavy on the teasers because you're like, oh, uh, yeah, you know the underdog inflated or the the yeah. big, the big favorite, you know, lesson and then the under or something. But I'm I'm bad with over unders. I don't. I swear, teasers thing.
0: after last weekend.
2: Good. So that's last. week. The Falcons
0: lose to the Dolphins. College
2: football tomorrow.
0: They, now, I'm mean, a college football. I would never do a teaser. Yeah. So I don't trust 19 year old kids. Yeah. Out like Just the night before till five in the morning. Yeah, I yeah. trust them with anything. Yeah, they're going to behave in a rational way that I can predict and wager on. No way. Yeah, I'm not doing that. The pros should be more rational, but yeah. But, but this is the case for weeks, the Eagles, like, huh? This is the case for the Eagles. It's like a really weird NFL season that there's no great team, and you have a quarterback. I don't. I, I don't like Chiefs your coach. Won, uh,
2: Chiefs lost yesterday, so I think the Eagles on ESPN should be number one. Power rank. I mean, whatever power rankings are for, you yeah. know, the NFL. But yeah, I think they they should be. I think they have a forty five percent chance of getting the one seed in the NFC. I don't want to jinx. Them. I don't. I don't bet them. Well, if you beat the I don't skins, I pick them in a pick them. If you beat the skins,
0: you are looking good in the NFC. East. Yeah, and we should never them twice.
2: Everyone's picking upset uh, skins over the second time. Yeah, over the birds. Uh, over the birds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I yeah, I just keep. I mean, sounds
0: like he needs a second sports movie.
2: I want to do a baseball movie. That's what, that's what I want to do. I just think, like, you know, it seems like they're doing the, you know, the biopics and stuff. But, uh, yeah, like a bull Durham. Because baseball's that one sport that, you know, half the time the entire team's in the dugout. And the pace of the game is so slow. And you can you can actually have, you know, the conversations. You can't do scenes during, you know, a football game right. or a... Uh, or like any given Sunday or something or whatever. I mean the movies are. Well, right, the NFL
0: one you have the uniforms anyway. They'd always they always have to make up the fake franchises. Yeah, right. The Sharks. Yeah, just, or the like <laughs> any given
2: Sunday is all those fake yeah.
0: teams. Albuquerque's got an expansion team. Yeah, I remember like watching what?
2: that movie with my grandpa, and then there's like that that locker room scene. All the yeah. it's just like so many dicks, and you're just like <laughs> <Love> uh-huh. dicks. <laughs> oh dicks. Ah man, whoa. Have you seen the Deuce on HBO?
0: That's that's about as, yeah. as dick prolific as a show. That's uh, been in a while. I,
2: I watched the first couple and uh, haven't caught up. Cause I'm not good with like, uh, each or iPads or uh, like, stuff, yeah. I would need to be able to, I guess. Yeah. What I need to do is like on iTunes, like you download your stuff and then you, you watch it with you you have a portable tablet but I just you trapped in a trailer all the time. Uh, uh tra- that's Florida. <laughs> no, I mean, when you're making these movies, don't they put you in these little, like, yeah, you are, but I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I think for a lot of the films, at least, at least the last few, man, I really feel like I'm on a, on a tightrope. And it's one of those scenes where it's like, you know, with thank you for your service, you're playing a guy, you know, staff sergeant in the army just finished three deployments. There's not a single, I'm ne- I can never kind of relax into myself, you know, yeah. and I was nervous that whole time about messing it up, you know, truly. So I don't, I don't know. I'm so not, do you go to re- that
0: zone where you're like? You have to think like the character, even when you're not filming and you're like having dinner that night and you're waking up making coffee. That no, when
2: I, no, when I go home, I shut it down because I yeah. know that's important, you know, um, because the, those 12 hours, um, you know, on, on set or yeah, or taxi man. There's not like, yeah, you're, you're pretending to be a, a sergeant in the army, a guy with post-traumatic stress who... You know, a week ago, just carried his his buddy down the stairs as he was bleeding out, and the yeah. guy's choking on his his blood and stuff. And and then at the end, you know, and he dropped him a little bit down the stairs, and uh, and then you're doing a scene where you're making pancakes, but you're not really just making pancakes, man. Your mind is yeah, your right. mind's still still in war.
0: <laughs> How many old older movies that dealt with similar subjects did you watch? And what, like what... zero.
2: I watched zero, and uh, we actually did a, a moderated. Q&A the other day and this this guy was saying in the history of film there's only been seven films that have that have uh, focused on truly focused on that transition home. Wow. Um yeah, and the, the response that we're getting from, you know, Vietnam veterans and um, you know, veterans from this war has been amazing. Like I've never I've never done a movie that has really worked as therapy for for people and not just not just um, you know, post traumatic stress from the war but, you know, we've had kids literally like teenagers, man, who have come out afterwards and said that they had, uh, you know, that they had tried to, tried to kill themselves. And that watching this movie and, and seeing Adam, uh, him be able to kind of like come out the other side was really helpful to him. And these Vietnam vets are just coming up to us like tears in their eyes with a tissue. Can't even say anything. Cause that's, it's kind of the generation, right? You don't talk about it. Like yeah. be a man, you deal with it. And these guys are just coming up and just like giving a hug and, didn't want to see the movie and then they see it and they're just so appreciative of it that and we Adam told their story. Like,
0: Adam hit like rock, 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 rock bottom.
2: He, Yeah. He I mean, there's an it. air. I mean, look, there's, you know, 20 vets a day and, um, you know, the numbers of, of guys come, there's no reintegration program. Literally in real life, Adam had just finished his third deployment. He had spent three years in Iraq, you know, off and on through the deployments and had just went through this thing and he got medevaced out for having PTSD. And then he gets back and his wife's like, you know, um, and she doesn't know what he's been through or anything. He can't talk to her about it. And she's like, all right, you know, you've been gone for a year. I've been taking care of the kids. Like you gotta be a dad now and you gotta be a, f- a husband, all this stuff. And, and, and that was a week later, like there's yeah. no reintegration program. So it, the area, when these guys first come back, those couple months, they call it the red zone. And that's where, um, you know. And something like 85%, I think, military marriages end in divorce because they incentivize it. What's the word? Incentivize it. Incentivize it. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like, oh, if you get married, then you can live off off base. And then your pay goes up and all these things. And it's just, it's tough, man. These are young kids. These are 19, 20-year-old kids who went in. I think over half the military come from lower income. Um, households, they're all coming from the same states. That's the other thing. It seems now for this war, it's like, oh, a lot of people don't know, know somebody who's coming back from this war. Whereas Vietnam, there was a draft the country was experiencing it. And then World War Two, these guys came back, America kicked ass. It was the baby boom and they're coming back to ticker tape parades. And these guys are just not coming back to that. They're coming back and they have to try and find a job. you whoever's hiring you doesn't care that you're in charge of eight guys and uh, we're a command of, you know, five, four million dollar tanks and all that stuff. It's you know, they're getting kind of um entry level positions and it's like it's just tough, man. I really I just really feel for those Guys to have to go through that and just not have the resources to I mean, the VA the VA's fine. You know, the VA is not the problem. It is the solution. But they, they're just overwhelmed. And there's a lot of bureaucratic red tape that prevents these guys from, you know, really getting the help they need. And what they're going through, you know, they're in, they're in war like there's no you can't relate to it if you haven't been to it. And for a 19 year old kid to be like, he loses his buddy. They all go through roll roll call. Um, Everyone's got tears in their eyes. And as they're freaking, you know, grieving this guy, they're, you know, loading up their guns and going back out there. And it's that kind of mindset every day for a year. I can only imagine having to have that mindset for that long and then to come back. And no one like, you know, there's not that reintegration program. Yeah, I mean,
0: shit. You see in sports, which is like the the crazy C- you know. you're talking yeah well I mean just like like the Celtics game this week Gordon no, Hayward. Here we are back to Boston sports no, hold again. on hold on I'm gonna bring this around <laughs> Gordon Hayward Gordon Hayward. oh br- my god breaks his ankle yeah and the guys like Kyrie Irving's crying on the on the sideline and then they're back out there two minutes later. And it's like, this is sports. Like Ultimately, Hayward's going to be fine. Or Jordan this loses is like dad. You're talking about these soldiers that they're just seeing that over and over again, day after day after day. And they just ha- kind of have to keep moving and keep going and keep. And there's no way that's not going to pile up on you. Yeah.
2: And also, and and the similarity is like, you know, these, these athletes. So these soldiers, it's like, they get back and once they're done, you know, they strip you of your uniform. They take your weapon, which was your, that was your like identity. That was your, your, you know, your life, your life source. And then these guys who, you know, they refer to each other as their brothers and sisters in arms, right? These people that they're literally fighting for their life with, and then they get back and everyone spreads out. And then you, it's like, yeah, you're left to your own devices. And athletes, once they d- get done, it's like, who, you know, who am I? If right. you're lucky, maybe you can get kind of a, a gig commentating or something. If you were a quarterback, you know, seems like or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, or it's just coach, that, or you yeah, it's election, that loss of identity, or, man. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's, and that's tough to, you know, tough to deal with. But when yeah, it, in sports, you have CTE right now. Right. And we're seeing, you know, Junior Sale killed himself and that kind of really, you know, propelled all, all these things. Now we're doing the brain studies and Aaron Hernandez, you know, and all these guys and our soldiers are dealing with, I mean, the amount of concussions they're dealing with from mortars and just oh yeah. like everything day in and day out. Um, yeah. On top of everything else. On top of everything else, like war, you know, you're, you're, you're biologically different. Your brain looks completely different after you get back and, and, and these athletes, man. And so, uh, I don't know. It's all about awareness. And I, uh, hopefully, you know, that's, if people go out and see, thank you for your service, then, then that'll, yeah, I think it'll help shorten, close that, that gap between civilian and soldier, civilian and veteran. And, yeah, these are our guys, man, regardless of if you agree with the war or not. Uh, the numbers of people that are leaving this country and coming back messed up, that's, uh, you know, I think we have a duty to kind of help them out.
0: When I was in college, I, I took this special class. I was basically studying Vietnam War movies, which they started they started making them, about I'm going to say, like, 70, 1977, mm-hmm. all the way through maybe the mid-80s. And then they became kind of action movies, like Mission Action with Chuck Norris. But the early wave... I was really good. For a Chuck Norris reference. Well, you knew it was going to happen at some this, point. Yeah. The early so. ones were like Coming Home, which did really well. Yeah. Um, Best Years John of Our Lives. John Jane, Jane uh The Deer Hunter, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but First Blood was really about what we're talking about. And you don't think of it that way because you think of like, oh, that became Rambo and it became this whole franchise. But the movie's about this disenfranchised Vietnam vet who comes back and is a lot, one of his dudes that he was um, in the... In the platoon with is dead and he's going to find him. And then the way people treated Vietnam vets because they didn't like the war, they kind of took it out of them. But this was this whole era of movies from that.
2: I wonder why we haven't had that for this area. Do you you think this will start it? I think, I mean, there's been, look, I think there's been a bunch. I think if you look at it, there actually have been a lot of movies that are dealing with this war. Uh, There's not a, you know, we're not fighting a country, right? We're fighting like terrorists, that enemy doesn't have, um, you know, it's not, uh, it, the enemy doesn't have a face. Like yeah, and it, yeah. And it's IEDs, you know, it's not yeah. like this front line, it's 360 degree warfare. And it's in the middle East. Like, yeah. but, uh, I don't know. I feel like we're, even though we're still in the war, I think now seems like a good time for, you know, for, for this movie. I think a couple of years ago, people weren't ready to, I don't know. People didn't seem ready to kind of confront it, but, um, I think it yeah. also
0: depends on the, you know, the movie has to be good, not just your movie, but in general, like American Sniper was a good movie, you know? And, he dealt with some of that stuff in that too, Bradley Cooper's character, but not, it wasn't the so theme of the movie. that's
2: where, and, and Jason Hall, our writer and director who wrote American Sniper, he, he sees this movie as almost kind of the, the second act of that yeah. in a way, because he said, you know, he was he was getting uh, fairly close with Chris and Chris had only been back, I think a couple months when when Jay was talking to him and he, he tells this story of, um, he was talking to Chris on the phone and he heard him laugh. And he said it was a laugh that he he hadn't heard and he could see Chris kind of like getting himself back a little bit and kind of reintegrating a little bit. And then two days later, he was murdered. And so this this, um, you know, he never got that. He never got that opportunity to come home. So, look, yeah, and these guys are fighting a different war. He also thought, like, because he did Sniper, it would kind of give him a a foundation for this movie. And he couldn't have been more wrong. You know, those special forces guys, like, and my, a really good buddy of mine from high school, he's a, he ended up being a badass, which he was not in high school, but he's, he's SEAL Team Six now. And, uh, and look, yeah, those, and I know a lot of those guys, and they're, 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 they're different. Uh, they're fighting a different war. Like the, the amount of training that they go through, um, it's it, it's so intense, and it's and it's years and years. And that, by the time they get over there, they've weeded out all the guys who maybe were just doing this to see how tough they were or yeah. how badass they were. If these guys are are super soldiers when we're sending them out, whereas opposed to now, like I said, you know. It's it's, you know, voluntary draft, but you know, it, it provides a, a financial opportunity, you know, for a lot of these guys. And they're nineteen year old kids and they do a ten week boot camp. You know, Marines, you know, they're doing a ten week boot camp and then they're there on the front lines and they're the first guys in. Whereas a SEAL, it's like if we lose one guy, that sucks because they're the amount of money, millions of dollars to train these dudes up. Whereas army, infantry and marines, you know, they're not so much worried about the uh, the individual. It's kind of the the, the team team objective, you know. Quick break to talk
0: about draft. Fantasy football fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 450,000 people that have already lo- downloaded draft this season. You get to play in a real live sneak draft. You're done in under five minutes, and they last for just one week. You can join one right now for week eight. Play for cold, hard cash. What's better than cold, hard cash? Your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code THERINGER. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using the promo code THERINGER, and it gets even better. Draft.com is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering our listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code THERINGER. Back to Miles Tower. So you've been through this a couple times where you're promoting stuff, going through different things. What have you learned over the last five years? Six years, whatever. How many, what was the first time you had to go
2: promote Just a movie? say less. Say less? I don't know, man. It's like you do these interviews and shit and it's like... Because you got burned by Then you by read one something and and they're kind of chopping it up and doing whatever and and you're just like... Uh, I don't know. And I, I just... It's like... I like those. It's like you don't you don't need to talk about it. I think that kind of I think that kind of ruins it. You know, it's like just I don't need to know your process, man. I just want to see you do your thing. And right. honestly, the more I know about it, it, the less the the mystique is. You know, so
0: yeah, people have handled that different ways. Like there's some actors we don't know anything about. Yeah, and I and think- then there's others that we almost. You, you know, cross some invisible line you know too much about.
2: Yeah, I guess I didn't think when I was getting in this business that so much, you know, it's it seems like it's a, a part of the the business is, you know, it's, it's like sa- it's sound bites. And I really never thought I'd be in a position to where I'm answering more questions about my personal life or something than uh, um, the, the work, you know, the movie. And that's just something that... Even Marlon Brando, there's this old interview with him. It's It's taped and he's talking about, you know, being a... Being a celebrity is, is uh you know, it's it's the worst because you you get kind of you get removed from society. But he's talking about the press and all the things that I kind of feel, you know, he's talking about it back then. So it's just kind yeah. of something you deal with and and yeah, I go back and forth of wanting to be kind of the, the Tom Hanks, you know, the guy who is, you know, um kinda the he you know, loves just just it. Just the showman and and all that stuff. I go back and forth wanting that and then wanting to be the guy who just does his thing and, you know. That's it. So
0: I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I and people always I don't know, people just always wanna like put you put you in a like put you in a box or something. I don't know. I just don't I like, thought what
0: happened with that one Esquire thing. I think it was last year.
2: was yeah, As somebody who's
0: who's written a lot of pieces over the years, like there's things there's tricks you can do to kind of sway it one way or the other and that that one I don't know. I, I don't, I'm just I, not a fan says, of that kind of writing. Yeah.
2: I mean, the more I thought, I was like, man, it's, you know, it's, it does. It says way more about her than and it does about me. And it's just weird. It's like, so yeah, during that thing, it's like we're drinking and you know, she's, she says kind of an off colored comment and I, you know, I say something and we're both in the same movie, like yeah. we're both in the same thing. And then she just kind of removes herself from it, highlights certain things I did and just really painted this picture. And just the whole like miles tellers, a like a dick doesn't care what you think. I'm like that is that is not true. I I don't think there's anything cooler in vogue about being a dick. You know what I mean? Like we're go- I don't know how, you know, whatever you're we're chopping it up here and and uh and the one thing she said that I was like, "You motherfucker was like, um she said, Miles Teller, who just showed me pictures of how Buffy is, made me cut his meat for him. I said, What are you talking about? We're talking about bleed for this. And uh, she was, we're talking about cutting weight or, or something. I was like, Oh, you know, here's, you know, I have a photo and just kind of showed her that. And then she wanted, uh, I asked her if she wanted a bite of, if she wanted to try what I was doing and I didn't, <laughs> what I was eating. And I, I didn't cut it up and like hand it to her. I just handed her the plate. Because to me, I was like, I'm not going to cut her and feed her. I'll just, you know, here yeah. and you can cut it. And the way she the way she did that, I was like, well, yeah, I think Miles Teller's a dick, too. If he's like talking about his muscles and then like, oh, babe, you want to cut my meat for me? Because it's a really <laughs> tough steak. I asked for a medium rare. Super tough. Like, no, man. Uh, I so, got, yeah, and you can't get ahead of that stuff. Like, they, they print it and then people, um, like I said, they don't, they don't. They don't look at the the kind of the big picture. They're just reading that. They're like, "Oh, she said he's a dick. Oh, he must be a dick. Oh, I'm not I'm not gonna see this movie. He's an asshole." Like,
0: <laughs> I got burned by something similar to that, dude. It's, it's hard, man. You never know if somebody, you know, either they have an agenda going in, or they decide during or after that they're like, "Oh, if I do this angle,
2: more people this will click. Be a good yeah, more angle. people read it. More people yeah. click it, and and uh and yeah, I get it. But it's like I'm not gonna." I'm like I know I'm a good person, you know what I yeah. mean. So I felt like if I if I put my head down on my pillow at night and I was like, "Man, am I am I a dick? Like, am I an asshole?" Then yeah, that would suck. Right. Um. But I, you know, I'm not. That sounds like a good. I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna good change start for who the rom com. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> You're just staring in the mirror going, "Am I a dick? Am I an am asshole?" I a dick. And then the movie starts. Um. I have a new idea for binge watching. Uh huh. I don't think they should put all of them out at once. I think they should just put three, and okay. Then wait like ten days and then put out the next three. Because these things like the Fincher thing just came out on Netflix, the serial show, which I was excited about. And I have some psychos in my life who just banged it out in two days. Yeah. It's like now they're on this whole different schedule of talking about it and processing it than right. me, and I can't get on it. And now it's – I'll watch it eventually, but I, I feel like I'm missing out on the whole
2: thing. Yeah, that water cooler talk kind of gets uh, disrupted yeah. a little bit because it's not once a week. And There's a reason like, Game of Thrones was so huge for
0: our site and just in general – like. Not just that it's a great show, but it was every week. It, it was almost like a sporting event each week. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're starting to lose that, and it's annoying.
2: The first thing that I binged was uh, Stranger Things when that first one yeah, came out. that's a and good I binge. And I just sat on my couch with my girl, ordered food, had like just bottles of wine, whatever, everything just within arm's reach so we never had to leave the couch. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, this is unhealthy that I have a 12 hours of just good content to just, yeah. just, just enjoy. I'm, I'm having those endorphins like craving it for 12 hours. Like that's not good for me. Yeah. Personally.
0: It's Why, borderline like
2: dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you got engaged. Yeah, I did. How old are you? Uh, 30. 30. So, it's but kind, it, it's kind of young in Hollywood. It's very young, it's pretty young, yeah. This
0: is just it. This well, is she, the one
2: she's uh, she just turned 25. See, these
0: guys are gonna laugh because I always tell them don't get married till you're 38. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, She's um, 38,
2: late 30s, yeah, kind of know one. at that point you are who you are, right? Gotta settle in, right? Yeah, we've been <laughs> together for four and a half years, and uh, I don't know, it's not, I mean. She's got to She's got to put up with it because you know, eight months out of the year. Usually, if I'm doing two movies a year, it's like I'm. You know, our relationship is it's kind of long distance. Or if I'm working on a particular movie, I'm not like a, a, a barrel of laughs. You yeah. know, I just I kind of I talk for a living and I uh, manipulate emotions for a living. Or I make people I'm making people laugh on set for a living. And it's like I come home and she's just getting a, a just a, a potato. You know, I don't. Right. I just I don't want to do anything.
0: Well, now you got to do this Philly sports movie. We got to come up with. So you like Dude, baseball?
2: Come up with the you want baseball? Yeah,
0: you like the stuff in the dugout. So did you like For Love of the Game with Costner?
2: For Love of the Game was good. Yeah, the
0: rom com stuff was what killed that movie, but the baseball stuff's unbelievable. It was great. Yeah, that's I, where he I, throws
2: the was it the
0: perfect game? Yeah, yeah. John C. Riley as the catcher who can't totally throw, but that's alright. They cut around it.
2: I almost did a baseball movie with, uh, uh, uh baseball Luke, Luke Wilson work. for a minute. Did it come out? No, but we were doing. We we're having like baseball practice. It was a movie that he wrote, and we were doing like baseball practice down in Santa Monica, like hitting. I, I, I get my baseball fix from like ES or MLB All Star uh, Weekend every year. I'm yeah. always playing in that celeb game, and they're making jokes about how seriously I'm taking it. But I'm like, yeah, this is great. Are you kidding me? We're getting to play on the field and. And uh, I'm like going to the outfit. I'm like showing outfit. I'm like two outs, two outs. You know, <laughs> like uh, telling the pitcher, I got you up the middle for a double play. Just, but I, I love it so game. much. It's probably embarrassing to watch. It's probably embarrassing how much I, how much I, you were into it. Yeah,
0: I announced that game in 2012, and it was a career highlight. Oh yeah, it was great. It just got I just, it. was the MVP the that year? After I don't, I don't remember. I just remember John Hamm was in it, and he was. I know him a little bit. So it was really. It was Kansas City. Okay. 2012. Yeah. And uh, John Hamm was really into it. He
2: sent me because he saw. Uh, I know John John a little bit, but he saw he saw my game or something. Then he he showed me a, a. It was almost like a trading card. I don't know. It was just like a really nice photo of him during the game, probably you know hitting hitting a good shot. or when something. When I was working for Kimmo, we went. He they played in Chicago
0: and he hit a home run. And I which, saw that which he then showed on his show for like the next four years oh, yeah, anytime anything I, happened i have i have mine on my phone
2: it. oh you had one oh yeah i had a home run yeah because i played in it once before and i didn't i didn't go deep i had two infield singles which is just you know embarrassing because you're
0: going for the home run you yeah a, you're going for the home yeah.
2: run i feel like i had a good run for mvp but then this one dude he, they called him like the the like i think I don't know the, the Brad Pitt of Puerto Rico Or something Wherever he's from But he was He was a ringer he, He's been in some Some TV or something But he's, he He played college baseball Like right. Come on man There's always two people In the game Who weren't
0: quite famous Enough to be in the game And have some sort of College baseball Or they played double A Yeah that.
2: Rusillo They wouldn't let him Play in the game For, uh, oh, for really? a For his celeb And he was He was pretty pissed About that I didn't know. He, I didn't know he was like a ringer like that. Yeah. Well, he wears cuts cut off t shirts a lot. I feel like that that well, kind had, of guy. That's, that's you know bicep glamour muscles. Like he's built for a, a slow pitch softball league. <laughs> he's a Boston guy. So what position
0: yeah. are you playing in? Uh, in the baseball mode?
2: put me a shortstop,
0: short or or third stop. base. Give me the give me the hot the hot uh, the hot corner. Philly, are you in the minors or the majors? For what? For this baseball movie. Um, Because I feel like the minors has more... The minors get
2: a little more of that that, uh, ragtag group of guys and stuff.
0: Maybe you're 30. 30 30-year-old minor leaguer. It's not the Crash Davis thing, because Crash Davis was too old. Mm -hmm. This is like make or break, basically. You you had a cup of coffee. You got sent down. I like where we're starting. This is like... (laughs) This is it. Like your agent wants you to go to Japan. Right. There's more money there. Right. If you go to Japan, you're never gonna go back to the show. Right. They um, did
2: that. That was a. wasn't that Tom Selleck? No, we're gonna uh, set that that's Baseball? out. Mr. Baseball's out. Mr. We don't Baseball? care about that.
0: The Bernie Mac movie, I'm we're not gonna talk Darren about
2: that. Darren Dalton. I'm doing his story. The Darren that Dalton. That's my sorry. guy. Flying Dutchman, man. He was just so tan. His hair that ninety three team. I mean, I can name you every player. Like, those are my guys. Like would you play Dykstra. Dykstra. Because
0: uh, there's probably a Dykstra movie. It would be a
2: dark yeah, movie. Yeah, well, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. A lot to unpack there. Oh, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. A lot. He's so funny. I just was reading. Did you read when he was going back and forth on Twitter with Lena Dunham? No. Catch that after this. Oh, no. it's just I, I can't imagine it? that going it's so, well. It's so... uh so funny. At some point he's because she was talking I don't know, she's talking about baseball or something, and he's like just very aggressively kinda hitting on her or whatever, and then he's like oh start with God, this babe no. and it's just him went for the Mets when he hit the the oh, home Jesus. run. And yeah, yeah, peep it. It's pretty uh Lenny Dun- oh no.
0: <laughs> Lenny Dexter's seduction of Lena Dunham yeah, goes exactly. horribly wrong. No, it's pretty it's pretty great. We'll keep this out of the Lenny Dexter movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think you're a shortstop. I think you're thirty. Yeah. And so, something's kept you back from making the majors. I don't know what. I, uh, my hands are too small. You don't take the game seriously enough. Because my hands are so small. No, because you, you can't stop chasing babes and partying. And you had the potential, you never got there. Right. Okay. So somebody gives you a speech pretty early. Something. I think that's the start of something. Okay. I haven't seen the baseball movie where the guy didn't take it seriously enough because well, I guess in Bull Durham you got you got Tim Robbins' character a little bit, right? Yeah, but he was like borderline. I mean, he was like they made him like so dumb it was it almost made him like too dumb. Yeah. Plus the throwing motion on Tim Robbins. I never
2: that's my flaw it. in that
0: movie. Didn't buy it. First of all, that movie's a rom com, not a baseball movie. It's got good baseball scenes, but I still feel like it's a rom com. Yeah. The Robins throwing, I don't know. I just never, I can never talk Doesn't about hold up to that. Costner, not only he's could good, hit, I don't not did. only could play catcher, but was a really convincing pitcher, too. Yeah. One of our great
2: sports movie athletes. See, that's Costner's the story you great, need to go for. He's just, he's just Americana to me, man. I love, uh, love Kevin Costner.
0: Does your generation yeah. believe in Field of Dreams or no?
2: Um That was a huge one for me. For but. me, I mean, it was it was Sandlot, right? I mean, a different. That's the thing, yeah. But Sandlot, Sandlot. Sandlot was the was the was you know was was the thing. We used to watch it before every baseball game. Maybe that's because why wow, my high school baseball team sucked. So it was just like, "I was <laughs> watching freaking Sandlot, <laughs> like grow up."
0: Who did we have on the podcast that lost the main? Say, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. He had the
2: main for Sandlot. The main, the cool, the, the cool, guy. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get it. He got oh, knocked man. out. Well, he's yeah, he's are still no buns, Jake. But you're not. He wasn't right for it. You needed. You needed Benny the
0: Jet, dude. <laughs> this is great. There's there's our blog headline. Tell yeah, shots exactly. at Jake said he wasn't right for Sandlot.
2: Sorry, man. Sandlot,
0: How many Sandlots have there been? Sandlot four could happen.
2: I think they've kept. I think, they I think made they've made at least kept three. Going. It's like somebody posted a picture of a. Uh, I was like on their Directv and they searched Home Alone and it was like Home Alone, Home Alone two, Home Alone three. Oh, parents are gone. Home Alone and it's like yeah. seven Home Alones. It's Just like keeps oh, well, going. They, this escalated quickly. Yeah. One more break to talk about our friends at
0: Sonos. Oh man, I can't even remember how many terrible home audio systems I've had over the years. Thank God for Playbase from Sonos. Low profile, low profile design. Practically disappears beneath your TV, only it fills your entire viewing room with epic home theater audio. Fresh from movies and sports to TV and gaming, the slim, low-profile play bass adds dynamic pulse-pounding sound to whatever's playing on your TV. It even streams your favorite music when it's off. Plus, it was created for TVs that sits on stands and furniture. No wall mount required, one power cord, one optical cord, all it takes... I've told you about Playbase a lot of times. I haven't told you this one this many times, though. Sonos right now offering listeners of the BS Podcast 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com, S-O-N-O-S.com. The software is available for a limited time only. It cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. If you care about home theater stuff, go to Sonos.com. Use the promo code SIMMONS10, simmons one zero. At sonos.com to receive this exclusive offer. See for yourself, go to sonos.com to learn more. Again, that is sonos.com. Code Simmons, Simmons10, Simmons10, Simmons10. Back to Miles Tower. I've been able to relive baseball movies through my son because he's nine, he's almost 10. But oh, yeah. We, Sandlot was he the all in on that major league. Major we just watch hardball. It's a it's he's kind of playing through Bad News Bears. Rookie
2: of the Year. Yeah. Um and then what's the one where the kid he like breaks his arm and then he's throwing heaters as like a twelve year old and he's like the starting pitcher for the twins and then his mom who I thought that r- was Rookie of the Year. Or that was Rookie of the Year. And then there was a the big one, league was the other one. The Little Big League where the kid yeah. owned the
0: owned the team. It was the glory years. And Griffey Jr. Roll. Terrible baseball ideas. Yeah. yeah. when
2: Randy it was Randy Johnson. I don't know if Buner was in it. <laughs> uh but yeah. yeah. There's this really weird run
0: of of kids being thrust into real life sports movies. That's, that sounds pretty low flying, right? Wow. Big helicopter, uh, like that little bow wow they made. Like Mike, yes, they made the kid the kid with the broken arm who could throw 112 miles an hour. Yeah. All of a sudden, it was like four years of that Air Bud. Air Bud. It was a very strange time for movies. Eddie.
2: Yeah, there was Little Giants. Whoopi. Was was Little football Giants was lot. great. Little Giants was great. Yeah, that one was uh, that was big go big green.
0: I feel a sports movie. What do you think? Next three years, Tommy? Next two years. Next. Cut the Costa Crowd's available for your generation.
2: Yeah. I, you get I, you bang out one baseball my, my movie, genera- football movie. I don't even know what my generation is, because like I'm considered I think I'm considered a millennial, but I just I, I don't relate to You know, the kids that are, you know, five, six years younger than me, man. It's like they all had iPhone stuff. And I think I got a black... When I was, you know, Facebook, it was like you had to be in college, you know, when you first got in. I I remember, I think I got a BlackBerry in college, but it was a, you know, Razor phone. And nobody was... We weren't texting each other to see what was going on. No, you picked up, you called a house phone. Right. Like... The mom. If you're trying to talk to a chick, like you know, the mom answered, and then, uh, oh, Megan's in the shower again. How many showers has she taken? Like, how (laughs) clean is this chick? Yeah, exactly. Like, just I get it. She's screening my calls. That was the original screen calls. Yeah. Like the mom answers the phone.
0: Pre caller ID was tough. Yeah, that was it's Russian roulette every time you're picking up the phone. You just don't know who's on the other end. Yeah, I found the people that have worked for uh, Grantland and then at the Ringer for me, different generations within the generations. Yeah. So like there's certain people, if you're under 25, you've never had life without email ever. Right. You don't remember what life was like before the internet or anything. You probably never stuff. had a job in high school. You, probably not. Yeah. Then you get to like the 30 range and they've had slightly different experiences than 35. So I must fight like there's three different ones within the ones, but the ones, the people like 22 to 25 can do five things at once. Yeah. I'm always amazed by that. And they're, they're
2: saying, like, the millennial generation, like, they care more about uh, career and job career more than, like, family, or education. Education and, and career more than, you know, starting a family and stuff. And I don't know. You believe that, Tate? <laughs> Look at me now. Tate. Yeah, you're Tate's, special. Tate's career That's also first. also the millennial generation. Is that? You're special. You're yeah. unique. You're yeah. gonna be a shooting star in this world of, you know, whatever You're a millennial. Plants. You can't you can't turn it on Tate. Dude, I you're, say- you're in the right in the demo. I I don't know. I used to go to Blockbuster and I had a dial up and I used to use Alta Vista to look up naked chicks when I was ten years old. You Alta know what Vista. That was the one. That was the one. I got yeah. caught distributing, I guess technically distributing pornography because I had a, I had like the only color printer in my neighborhood. Yeah. So I'd print off pictures of Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson and Carmen Electra and I would fold them up and I'd sell them. I'd have like 25 cents on there and I'd sell them. And then I got busted. And they called my mom and they're like, look, you know, we're not going to take this that far, but technically, your, your your son was distributing pornography, so we could um, you know, really stick it to him. <laughs> That's but a are not Just, just uh, maybe check on him. Um,
0: since he's a friend of the pod, give me your best Michael B. Jordan story.
2: Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I don't. I don't want to. I, I I don't. I don't know how many I can. What I could put out there. Um. Mike's just yeah Mike's he's just great man he's a really good I don't know I think we see each other as kind of running mates in this thing and we're not it's a very easy business to kind of pitch you against somebody and yeah I just love everything that Mike stands for and he's been you know he's been doing it for a long time he was in he was in uh uh what's the movie with G-Baby with Keanu Reeves yeah Hardball Hardball yeah. yeah Yeah,
0: he was he, in that. He got kicked off the team because he was two weeks too old, and next thing we know, he's in like he's in this hard gang. Right. It was the last time you see him. And right. Hardball. People quick, still is a movie say, "Where's Wallace?" When
2: you're in New York with Mike, they still say, "Where's Wallace?" Yeah. Well, now he's got the Creed thing. I think is carrying him though. Now he's creed, got to, creed yeah. is like,
0: not only was it a big. big movie in the theater, but then had a, a huge cable run.
2: Yeah. No,
0: Mike's, uh, you didn't really give me a Mike Michael B. Jordan
2: story. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, you're I, really I,
0: super loyal to that dude. Yeah. Ephron, yeah. you'll give me one story. <laughs> no, just a head shake? just girls everywhere with Ephron.
2: Uh, look, man, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun filming that movie. Not I not know. A, a lot of girls passed through the Efron orbit while you were with them, or no? yeah. The the Thompson Hotel lobby was uh, there was there was a lot of a lot of footprints. Was that after he had made like the third High School Musical? Like he was still he was coming I mean, out of that kind I mean, of. He was I mean look at it he was he was Bieber before Bieber. I mean yeah. that dude was printing, He was on underwear. He was on lunch boxes. Like he was every girl had like a cardboard cutout of him with that haircut that he had yeah. and. Uh, and yeah, I, I remember this, yeah, with Zach, I just remember we were, we were having dinner or something and he was talking about some dope, uh, like Les Paul, uh, yeah, Gibson that he had. And I was like, oh man, like that, you know, guitar is pretty expensive. And I didn't even know that you played, like, why do you have that? And he, and he just kind of sat there and he goes, uh, Miles, um, yeah, I have everything. And, and that was, and that was the that, that actually made me like him a lot because it's like, cool, man, you know, be, be a little self-aware and, and, uh, and that's cool. I own it, man.
0: I think he's a good actor. It's one of my hottest Hollywood takes. Because I think he's gotten pigeonholed he like as. Him.
2: No, I'm just curious. I thought he was good at Neighbors. Yeah. he. Uh, I actually thought he, he was he really well. funny in
0: that movie. Yeah, he is, he is funny in that yeah, movie. Yeah, I think he got pigeonholed as this high school musical guy who's just kind of handsome. But I actually think he can act. I want to see him push his. Acting side more, and that goes commercial.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, and look, that choice is not up to me. Guys have certain guys have all the opportunities in the world. You know, it's just a matter of at any given time, any single one of these dudes who's uh, famous, right, or has been, you know, leading some some big movies. All those guys have an opportunity to to uh, do do an independent, do a dirty independent, and uh, and 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 show it. You know they really do. Like I feel like you have a feud with Efron. You are not telling us. Oh no, Zach! Okay, yeah, me then. and Zach are all actually right, in the then. ESPN all fantasy football league. You know? Are you really? Yeah. Oh, all right, cool. That, that, it's uh, it's Matthew Barry. So there is a bunch of guys in there, and and then I am in another one with like Chris Pratt and Jeremy Renner and Paul Rudd, and it's like this kind of superhero one. Jeremy Krasinski. Renner. Yeah, Didn't Renner. P-
0: pick him as a fantasy football guy.
2: Oh yeah, he is. He's a big sports guy. He's a yeah? big uh, yeah. He's from Northern California. He's a big Niners guy.
0: What other What other actors can I ask him about, Tommy? Anyone you care about? You know about you know about J.K. JK Simmons was like just a serial rapist in Oz, right? Did you, were you remember aware him telling me I he me- was
2: the most awful character ever in Us? I know. I I asked him. I was like. Uh, so, how many like prison sex scenes? How many dudes did you like, you know, you, you fucked during that show? And he's like, oh, dude, 100. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and aggressive. He was Schillinger. Yeah. He was a Nazi predator. Yeah. Oz kind of came, was Oz was after War?
0: It was like late 90s. No, it was before, before Yeah.
2: So, it, that's what he, it was like right before um, that format really kind of. Oz was the up. first great HBO
0: drama. Yeah. That gets no credit for that. Now, everyone thinks it's Sopranos, but like Oz was. Fantastic. Yeah. And it was such a good show that all the guys from that show, you couldn't separate from the show for years after. Mm-hmm. Like The Wire was a little like that too, where everyone was so deep on The Wire, it was hard to accept anyone, not as Stringer Bell or all those things. All right. Jonah. Oh, yeah, Jonah. Yeah, Jonah. yeah we yeah. had Jonah last year on the show. Nice. It was fun. He's a big sports fan. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's a big Lakers fan. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Cause I would, yeah, we weren't talking sports or anything, but um, movie comes out October twenty seventh. Thank Friday. you for service. Comes out uh, October twenty seventh, and only the brave comes out October twentieth. Yeah, it's like an early yeah, out by the time here. Oh yeah, too bad. And then that's See it. For second
0: weekend. Miles Teller movies. You don't have a movie coming out November fourth, right? No,
2: I don't. November. Thank 11th. God, I can kind of just like you know sit back for a minute. I just hate, like I said, man. I I, I like acting. I don't like talking about. Acting as much, so well, we just came up with a sports
0: movie for you. I gave you the first 20 minutes,
2: dude. Let's let's, yeah, have Costner direct it. 30 year old Philadelphia has a cup, farm has, has a cup of coffee. A has, cup of coffee, he's too much. Uh, he's with the babes, too. He's much. got to mature. He owns multiple jet skis, yeah, yeah, he's got to mature. Maybe a fanny pack or something. It's time for him to grow out. It's f- time for him he's to got freaking one last grow chance. Up. One last chance. That might be the title.
0: <laughs> one last chance. Uh, yeah, the Phillies shortstop breaks his leg. Gets called up. I don't know if we should call him up. I don't know if this I kid's know. ready. This All he cares about is banging babes. Dad. Have you seen his Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got in Twitter trouble. Yeah. You're hothead. Dude, this movie's going to be a big deal. internet doesn't like dollars. him. <laughs> <laughs> It'll like, hey, do well in to demand. Yeah, yeah. Bowstower, <laughs> Tower. Good luck cool. with the movies. Thanks, Bill. Thank appreciate you. it. All right. Thanks so much to SeatGeek. Don't forget, NBA fans, you have till November 1st. If you put in NBA Palooza, and you're buying NBA tickets for the first time. You get $30 off NBA tickets thanks to Sonos for epic sound. You can feel from a speaker you'll hardly notice. You need PlayBase from Sonos. For the first time ever, Sonos is offering listeners of the BS Podcast 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only. It cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Use the promo code SIMMONS10. At Sonos.com to receive this exclusive offer. Thanks to Simply Safe, nothing more essential than protecting your home. Getting traditional home security, it can be a punishing and expensive task. There's a better way. You can protect your whole home with Simply Safe home security. They protect every inch of your home. No long term contract. Twenty four seven professional monitoring. Just fifteen bucks a month. Go to SimplySafe.com/slash-bs. Simply Safe for two eyes. Get a special ten percent discount when you order. And if you want your home protected asap, visit your local Best Buy. You can get it there too. Thanks to the ringer.com. Don't forget about my Friday column went up today. Don't forget, I, I put four podcasts up this week. I hope you listen to all of them. Don't hurt my feelings. Enjoy the weekend. Back on Monday.